Welcome back, Mustangs, and our Mount Royal podcast. A little too excited this week because we finally have uh, a guest in here with us, uh, Deontay, one of our students. So welcome, Deontay. Welcome back, Rick. Okay, it's good to be back. Hello. Howdy, Deontay. Hi. All right. So this week, uh, I don't know, we were kind of, I was getting a little bit of feedback from last week, and I think it was a little bit better when we, you know... When I got a little bit goofy there. <laughs> and uh, I guess I can clear this up just so everybody knows. Uh, a couple of things on my top 10 list kind of sounded like I was antisocial, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like my number one when I was, uh, I said, people can stay away from me. Like, I don't know, I love people. So <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be working here if I didn't like being around people, right? I just, you know, say some things for fun sometimes. Yeah, that would yeah, be the wrong attitude around here. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah it's uh well sometimes you know people take it but we know you're here so we knew what you're talking about yeah just some i know there's a couple of students who probably don't really know me personally that way so i guess i'll just clarify that and you know just so everybody knows so this week i guess been a few things that happened over the weekend for me but um i don't know if i should wait till later to share those stories or yeah, whatever you feel comfortable, it's, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we can wait till later. I got, uh, yeah, it was just uh, some stuff that brought back some old memories. Um, my wife and I were thinking about, like, some famous people that we've met over the years. And I have uh, I have one story to tell. It was just a guy, um, Ryan Black, to be specific. <laughs> I'll share that later. Um, yeah, so we've been kind of our Cree words of the week been going over really well. We'll get, um, we'll get our guest here to try pronounce some of these as well. If you would like to try it out <laughs> and I mean, like, feel free and I won't get any close to that. <laughs> I mean, as long as you try, it's always fun. And I wanted to show you this, Rick. I forgot to show you this earlier. I'll, I'll flash it from over here. I found this in one of the stores. It's, um, it's a book that's called German Slanguage. I only bought it because I started learning German before. And um, it's something that I think would be really good to be made in Cree or like any other language. I, there was a few of them. There's some on the back here. There's one that says French, Italian, Japanese, Spanish, and Chinese. So what it is, is it shows you a little, it uh, shows you a picture and you just say the words of the picture and that's kind of like um and it gets you kind of pronouncing every like german words right so like this one is a picture of a gate a deer and then the word good so gate deer good which means are you well in german oh <laughs> so oh. it's like super like basic like that well yeah and you know, I, I thought it was kind of cool, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if we could do that into into Cree." But I well, uh, sure. Does, is it doesn't uh, Cree Simon 
Yeah, he does stuff like that. Yeah, eh? yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's yeah, that's uh, so well, that definitely. Well, you know, if it works for Cree, why not? Uh, like German, for instance, I guess. Yeah, eh? that's awesome. Yeah, and I was like just looking through it. I'm like, it's kind of cool. You want to check it yeah, out, Deontay? Well, yeah, be, I like that book. You know, it'll be nice, like you know, like that German one there. You know, just to learn, uh, you know, greetings. Uh, you know, it's just something to uh, welcome. You know, just when you yeah. meet some German people, just to kind of uh, oh, even yeah, just like basic language, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I see now. It just yeah. teaches you how to pronounce it, but like with actual words. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like, actually good. Yeah, and. Um, uh, like this kind of got me into a conversation with uh, my wife and you know because Royal is there's a lot of multicultural uh, you know here in the school we should get some of these um, other uh, language speakers in the school to come in and teach us some of their language too Eric yeah that you know that like you said this is very multicultural and uh, you know I'm always encouraging uh, when I you know when I was able to talk to the people in here but Right now, it's of course we're at a, kind of a standstill, and you know, encouraging people to to learn about one another, to teach one yep. another, and you know, and uh, learning another language is fun. So you know, it's uh, you know, from and we have students and staff from you know all over the world here, and uh, you know that, that like it'd, it'd be amazing, it'd be fun actually if we had some little sessions like that, uh, you know, when whenever we can or if. You know, distant-wise here, we could have two or three in the center here oh, yeah. once in a while, and we have lots of room here. I mean, yeah. we couldn't fill it up, but, you know, just to have two or three students. and Yeah, or like I mentioned before, I could grab a bunch of cord, and if they don't want to sit close to us, I can sit them way over there on the other side of the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not that far. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, like, we're... That'd I mean, yeah. it's pretty safe, right? We oh, with yeah. all the extensions we have on here, we're pretty far yeah. apart. Oh yeah, we could keep our distance there easily in this room, and oh, uh, yeah. like you said, it, it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be fun, you know. That way, you know, you could always it, the thing would be you'd learn so you'd learn so many greetings, you'd have to remember when you're meeting somebody down the hallway. See, okay, which greeting is this? Which one is this? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, or we just get to the point where we can just say it, and you know, anyone like well. You know, we'd all be learning together, so we'd yeah. know what the greetings would be. So yeah, no, yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. Yeah, and like that's some, definitely something that you know we should look into. And, yeah, uh, even like just basic greetings. Yeah, see, see how much interest there is out there for the you know for the students. See if they want to share with us. Yeah, you know their uh, their language. You know any other languages there, Deontay? That is no. <laughs> <laughs> you used to talk different growing up when I was like probably like grade nine you know grade nine ten like around your your grade well i and couldn't speak till i was seven. Oh man like like our slang was totally different I mean, i've heard so many young people say things this year last year and i'm like okay what are you talking about and i'm like what does that mean oh yeah like a ye or like oh I, yeah <laughs> i still don't even know like or like btw for by the way <laughs> or yeah. gm for good morning that, yeah. i feel like that's old though yeah. yeah, I thought it was weird when I was growing up, and I had a friend who actually looked at me and said "brb," and I'm like just standing there, like, <laughs> "Okay, what are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Oh, he means be right back." Just like the texting, I was like, "People actually do that." I'm like, "Okay, well, <laughs> you know, I I would just be like, all right, be right back,' and then just like real quick and brb. Yeah, like I don't know, I 
Yeah, Half the time, I don't even know what people are talking about. It changes like every oh yeah, other yeah. day. Yeah, pop culture is like totally different every every year. Yeah, it's amazing that you know we think back now. I know my kids now that they're older and in their thirties, and you know they think back and you know, or I remind them that uh, you yeah. know when I was, I did try to teach them to talk Korea, but they yeah. they just giggled at me and thought it sounded too funny. So. But now they're older, they're, they're trying to learn it now, eh? So, so I got my payback now. <laughs> yeah, even like, um, like when we're talking about slang for language, it just kind of reminded me. Um, my dad, was it last year? We were saying we had to give hints on what they wanted for Christmas. And he, his word that he told me it said it was um it meant something else when he was younger he said he wanted a muffler okay (laughs) and i'm like okay a muffler like a car muffler so i started googling up everything and like looking it up and everything you know kept like trying to inquire about it and then i found out that's what they used to call um scarves yeah (laughs) have you heard that that. i was thinking that yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) see like that Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing, you know. Like, uh, well, even yet today, you know, there's always some different meanings to different words. Oh yeah, language just kind of uh, evolves, I guess, as uh, you know, people share more and more, and they you come up with these words, and uh, that's which is acceptable, which is great, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. And uh, I guess while we're on the topic of language here, we'll start with our Cree word of the week. Let me find my drum roll here. So this Cree word of the week. Oh, there we go. Cree word of the week is... Nehiawewin. 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 So kind of an extended version of uh, like Nehio, right? We're talking about here. Um, And I think the book talks about sound in this one. So as a sound, Deontay, we're talking about, you know, Nehiwewin is uh, language. Okay? Uh-huh. Can you say it? Nehiwewin. (laughs) Nehiwewin. Nehiwewin. Close. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I wouldn't get it. (laughs) And the Hiawewin is uh, it's just a language, uh, like basically the Cree language that, uh, you know, but uh, the Cree language is one of the, is the largest uh, indigenous language across our country here. And we've got a lot of Cree speakers and across uh, the land here. And uh, we have uh, we have the Y dialect, uh, different dialects, different sounds to it. The Y dialect here is, in this area here where we are right now, Central and uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta. And then as we go up north, it, uh, it goes to the TH dialect, uh, you know, northern Saskatchewan and, uh, and then uh, into Manitoba, northern Manitoba. Then we've got uh, the N dialect over there. Yeah, lots and, of. You know, and then as you go east, you get the, the L dialect and the R dialect. And then in Ontario, then you have the... Uh, the northern Cree, and then uh, Ojibwe down below, and in the middle you have the Oji Cree. You know, so you know, it, it Cree, like I said, it just 
It runs right across our country, and uh, it's uh, it's a very uh, you know the population that speaks it in, in Canada is it's huge. It's yeah. like it's sort of the largest uh, uh, groups of uh, indigenous language uh, speakers. So yeah, and uh, that's technically what I would be too is uh, Oji Cree. Uh, my mom is uh, Anishinaabe from Manitoba, so she's from uh, just outside of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my dad's from out here, uh, Thunderchild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, a mixture of both, but raised primarily, you know, learning yeah. Cree and yeah, like a, yeah, culture. I, I have friends that are Oji Cree, you know, they're from Central and uh, in Ontario, and uh, it's... Uh, you know, it's it, it's funny with these la- different languages. It's uh, you know they got the Ojibwe, you got the Soto, and in one way or another, you know, if you listen to them, you can uh, you can make out the words how there's there are similarities, uh, you know, but except you know Ojibwe, Soto, they'll have letters that we don't use in our in our like Cree language, but uh, you know they make them work, and they saw you know the the sound is. Uh, uh, so similar so you know once once yeah. you get to talk to them and listen to them and have them you know talk to you about what they're saying and it, it's uh, very similar yeah um yeah. i used to do um performances power performances for wanaskewin and i was talking with a group about uh, the differences between First Nations people across Canada and like how sometimes, you know, we can tell who's who's who, right? You can tell if they're, you know, maybe somebody's Dakota, right? You can you can kind of get a hint at, right, when you meet them. Yeah. And uh, I had one person in the group raise their hand and they're kind of like, okay, let's, let's learn about this. And they asked me, how... How do you tell the difference between a Dakota and a Cree? And then I just looked at this person dead, dead in the eye, hey? And I told them, well, Crees, you know, um, we're better looking. <laughs> well, my, uh, and my buddy who was helping me, he was, uh, he's actually Dakota. He kind of just looked at me and he shook his head. He's just laughing. <laughs> you know, he's a good sport about I told him we're just, just joking around. Well, no, uh, that, that's, that's the thing with indigenous people. The humor there is, is uh, you know, the humor, the teasing, you know, it's, it's yeah, there. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. You know, and that's how, uh, you know, uh, I was uh, one of my best friends. It was uh, Soto, eh? And, uh, man, we we cut each other up, you know, till. You know, but I think that's what made our friendship, you know, last as long as it did, you know, and it, and it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and then I guess I think we were talking just earlier too about uh, the base word of this Cree word of the week, Nehiwi, uh, is Nehio, uh, and which you know a lot of Cree people were gonna say, you know. Uh, that we're we're Nehio. We don't say Cree because this thing uh, Cree came out of you know uh, colonialism. It was kind of la- labeled on us, right? And we use the term Nehio. And what I learned what was it a few years back that Nehio. Um, somebody told me that it means that you're made out of four parts, right? And I, I think yeah, we were just having a little conversation about this earlier, Rick. And um, yeah, they were saying you're made out of four parts. 
and it kind of goes along with like medicine wheel teachings right your mind body spirit soul right all those and then he said that um you know other other parts too right uh you can go elements earth right uh your bones fire right your your heart your soul water you know most of our bodies made out of water right air your your lungs right he was kind of explaining it like that and that's kind of what it means and a lot of cree language is more um i guess explaining something uh, in a way well, right you know it's uh, like you know you talked about the four elements the four things of the uh circle and you know our four respected animals and all that. You know, like in, in indigenous cultures, everything comes in fours. And mm-hmm. you can see that now when you're just uh, mentioning that, you know, Nehio, you know, and uh, and also uh, the number four, which is Neo, you know? Yeah. So there we go. There's that connection right. there. And uh, so, you know, like, like you said earlier, that, you know, like everything for indigenous people, like uh, Cree culture, anyway, that comes in fours, or we we relate to things in fours, and yeah, you know, and it's just just now, it, you know, it, uh, so it makes common sense, you know, neo, which is four, yeah. and neo, you know, it's yeah. yeah, and then like animals, right? There's yeah. two legged, four legged, flying, and then fish, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, any comments on there, Deontay? Language? You want to learn some more Cree? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can listen back. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you can come sit with us. We're, I'm still <laughs> learning too. <laughs> All right. I was just trying to show you this. Okay. What is that? Is that another oh. news one? Oh, no. It was just a huge iceberg. Uh, okay. We'll get into news. Yeah, I know. I was just talking to you. That actually reminds me, our next section. So I found a new uh, recording here, Rick, to introduce our next section here. So kind of like, you know, what's in the news? Okay. New sound effect coming up. Breaking news. <laughs> so what's in the news this week? Um, I guess I'll share one or well, a couple articles here. I think I believe the uh, gentleman here has one too that he wants to share. I'll start with the one that I have up on the screen here. Uh, Saskatchewan to roll out 70,000 rapid point of care tests. So I read through this, Rick and uh, Deontay, this what they want to do is bring in rapid COVID tests into schools, care homes, places, you know, um, where there's a lot of contact, right? Oh. So any thoughts and opinions on this? Smart idea. Smart idea, yeah, you can bring it in pretty quick. Would you be, I think uh, what it requires is that um, you, it's like one of those, like, you know, you poke your finger and you put a drop of blood on it. And then it like tells you, you know, COVID or not. So like a diabetes test? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hold on. Let me bring out the picture here on my fancy third screen that I just hooked up right here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that little vial is saying, but it, I don't know. There's a C and a T on there. I don't know. What does that mean? 
C for COVID. Yeah, if that, your blood reaches there, you're COVID. T for terminal. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, really quick tests. I think it's a good idea. Well, you know, the, in, in light of what's happening nowadays, you know, and especially with this new, what they call that variant thing, oh, yeah. you know, uh, I don't think it's going to hurt anything. I think more than anything, it's going to help if, uh, you know, the more people that get tested, you know, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. And I mean, like it probably voluntary too. I mean, it's not going to be like, get in here, Dante. I'm going to give me your finger. <laughs> yeah. Pin to it. And right. It's not, it won't be like that. <laughs> you were near me. I'm going to pick <laughs> your finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It won't be nothing like that. It'll probably be like, you know, oh, not feeling well. And then I'll be like, all right, well, let's go. Nurse's office. And yeah, you'll go sit and, and then probably somebody trained will come and do it. And it won't be me. Is uh, the test really effective? I believe, I can't remember any percentages, but yes, it is pretty effective. Let me just scroll, see if there's any percentages. No, there's no percentages. Well, it seems like it's working. Yeah, I mean, like, better than, like, not doing anything, right? I mean, rather take a test and find out something. Oh, yeah. It's like this past year, I think I've told everybody this, um been horrible oh well yeah that too <laughs> <laughs> i found out i have uh high blood pressure this year and i wouldn't have found that out if i didn't go and you know to a doctor and get tested for things right i let it go for about half a year <laughs> and mm -hmm. i was like i was coaching basketball and all that and stressing me out for half a year <laughs> i like realized after i got to the doctor i'm like ah, okay well i Probably wasn't a good idea to wait so long as... Well, I'm just know. glad I've never got on your nerve. <laughs> <laughs> it explains why I was kind of grouchy last year, I guess. <laughs> well, grouchy yeah, grouchy when I got home. I can uh, stay happy in oh, school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's my news article for that one here. I have another one here. Unless, Deontay, you want to share yours? It's good. All right, let's hear it. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on, let me get to it. Um, huge iceberg, which called just broke off of Antarctica about two days ago. But two days ago, it was uh, bigger than the city of New York, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought it was going to be to climate change, but they said no. So now there's just a huge uh, iceberg floating around. It's the size of New York. You know, I think I heard about that. And now that I'm thinking of, like, just kind of letting it sit and yeah that's the thing with icebergs yeah. you know a lot of people don't realize like you know they talk about just it's just the tip of the iceberg because it's small <laughs> yeah but that's all that's visible and the, yeah and the mass underneath that water there is is like like what they said the size of new york yeah and it it's says it's not like global warming or anything oh no uh what's oh. called it said not due to global warming which I thought it would be. Yeah, you would think because, you know, most of our Earth's water is in icebergs, right? And like, yeah. and with that actually breaking off, then that's, you know, kind of showing how our, our ecosystem is changing right now. It is. Yeah. It's like, well, if it's not COVID, it's, you know, <laughs> something else. <laughs> Just to think an iceberg took uh, down the biggest ship in the world. 
Oh, yeah. I'm stay away from boats anyway for the next how long? Mostly <laughs> floating <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of boats, um, there was uh, how many cruise ships that were forced to stay at seas because of COVID. I was watching uh, YouTube videos of this guy, and he was actually stuck on his boat for. I don't know. He was maybe like seven months. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like just got off. Like, I don't know how long ago, but as soon as like COVID hit, they like, no, you can't dock. And then everybody was on there and he had to live on the boat and like pace. They even, he had to pay for his food on there. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Well, yeah. Well, that's when, when COVID first hit last year there, these cruise ships were, there's uh, countries not even letting them into yeah. their ports, you know, to to unload or whatever. Eh? They they wouldn't yeah. even let them uh, come into their ports or anything, and yeah, and so they had to move on. And yeah, and you'd think you'd be like, oh, it's a cruise ship. They got a bunch of stuff on there. Mm-hmm. They drain the pools on the cruise ship, so they had nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh uh, yeah, so that 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 would uh that had to be something. I'll share this other one here. Uh, I was gonna play the video and kind of share it a bit on here, but I won't play the video. Um, just cause back two weeks now, I think it was, or three weeks now, Rick, we were talking about um, how something as simple as water is affecting reserves. And this article I actually found this week is a First Nation worker in Saskatchewan who says he's sacrificing wages and vacation to run an underfunded water systems. And I think this is, yeah, this isn't Saskatchewan. So what's going on is he is forced to work overtime and, well, not forced. He's volunteering his time mm-hmm. to keep these water stations running. And then, you know, I wrote down some of the stuff that, you know, I wanted to try break some of these barriers that a lot of people hear about first nations and it's like oh you know oh it's like this is easy oh it's uh, their own fault like you know just wrongful stereotypes like that and i kind of wanted to uh, touch on those and you know like even as something as simple as water um i seen somebody post the other day uh i don't know if i'll get in trouble for for repeating the post (laughs) but uh hopefully not it said um i don't i don't like getting too political i don't like you know talking too much about i try to keep any of that to myself or you know that's that's for me but uh what i seen on facebook is uh if they can build oil pipelines through reserves why can't they build water pipelines to reserves yeah i've seen that i've seen that too and uh yeah that kind of uh had me thinking too you know why not you know like, and I think I had mentioned before where a lot of these northern communities, uh, you know, have been on boil water advisory for many, many years, you know, and uh, and they, they seem to be a bit forgotten and, they, you know, they're trying to get everything to evolve as time goes on, you know, these the big cities, you know, communities around there, but then we forget, you know, northern, northern communities that don't have access to these... Uh, type of luxury things so yeah 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 and like there's i know i could probably go on for hours if i was to start touching on all the you know wrongful stereotypes 
for being on reserve or, you know, just uh, First Nations, like, funding and all that in general. And, I mean, you could probably learn it in a lot of uh, history classes now because a lot of it's coming out into light. You know, um, one of the funny things here, I mentioned with uh, Deontay a while ago, you know, you know Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a good story. Yeah, yeah, where he actually mentioned on an interview he said uh i'm i'm indigenous enough to where i can get free gas (laughs) (laughs) only if that was true (laughs) yeah i would have got a bigger truck if i got free gas (laughs) (laughs) my family would have been rich if we got free gas like yeah like Uh. even like something like that and then suddenly people are like oh you got free gas right and I wish. (laughs) (laughs) All just for a free deal. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, nothing's free. Like, nothing at all. I mean, I can argue all these, like, so many, like, you know, forever, but nothing's free. That's right. right. Yeah. So everything that you hear from coming off of reserves, right, it wasn't free. It was paid for or it was paid for in some other way in, in the past on, you know, in our history. Yep. Right. We've had a lot of people who have died for things for us to actually get things. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I had a big long list of stuff that I wanted to talk about for that, but I'll I'll keep that to a minimum. <laughs> yeah. uh, should I do another um, top ten this week? Go ahead. All sure. right. Do it. Do you want another intro sound for this? Yeah, let's see what I got here on the sound the old soundboard. Uh, top 10 this week. Let's try this one. <laughs> there we go. Here. Mr. Thunderchild's top 10 of the week. <laughs> I'll, I'll record it like that. <laughs> All right. We'll do a top 10 this week. Um, it's the last week. Like I mentioned before, I've been watching a lot of Marvel. Honestly, you can get me talking about Marvel and Star Wars, and I'll just sit there and talk and talk and talk. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with this Marvel now. Uh, it's the last week for uh, WandaVision final episode on Friday, so I figured let's do some top ten worst Marvel characters, and I'll say some of their powers too. And honestly, it don't expect the you know your typical. Marvel hero here. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be mentioning any of the big ones. You can look these up if you want. Uh, let's see here. No particular order, I guess. I, I like the number one that we have here. But let's go to uh, <laughs> number 10 on our top 10 this week for Marvel characters. D Man. Who is that again? <laughs> D Man, like the letter D. <laughs> so, it says here, he was the go-to punching bag of the Avengers. His costume is a cross between Wolverine and Daredevil. Uh, his name was Dennis Dunfrey. He was a pro wrestler who t- took strength supplements from a power broker and eventually kicked the habit and took over the Captain America's hotline. Uh, the D in his name actually stands for demolition. So basically, he was a hero on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and here, like, I'll tilt my screen here for you to see this, Deontay. He looks exactly like Wolverine. <laughs> With a daredevil yeah. torso. I know exactly, I'm looking at him right yeah. now. It's, 
<laughs> I mean, if you if you like anything that says you know lazy writing, that's it right there. <laughs> Let's go. Number nine. I'm not even going for the full thing. Three <laughs> D man. Yeah, they're getting lazy with the naming. Three D man. <laughs> So 3D Man was, uh, he was a test pilot, exposed to strange radiation that caused 2D images to be imprinted on the lenses of his brother's glasses. And when he wore the glasses, he became strong. Yeah, that's, that's about it. That's He's two different colors, like the old 80s 3D glasses, and that's nothing, nothing too special about that. Seems like just uh, thought of the idea in 10 minutes. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't seem too much of uh, interest. Yeah, uh, uh, not too much backstory for a three D character. Eh? Pretty flat. I'll <laughs> 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 leave my sound effects up here. <laughs> um, number eight, Hell Cow. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> number eight was Hell Cow. He was a vampire cow that was created. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he. I don't even want to read the rest of this. <laughs> it's not too exciting. He was a cow that was created to be a vampire, and he's a villain. So there, there you go. There's number eight. There you go. Number number seven. Bird brain. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have a tough time getting through some of the. I'm just like it's cringy. He can fly. He has claws on his hands and feet, and he's pretty much a big bird. Bird, bird brain. Uh, yeah, there we go. That's that's about it. So let's <laughs> let's, let's keep going with this now. <laughs> Number six. Ah, oh, serious. <laughs> asbestos lady. Asbestos. 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 I can't. Say asbestos. Ah, <laughs> uh, she was a brilliant chemist gone crazy. She became known as Asbestos Lady after creating fireproof clothing using asbestos. <laughs> Isn't that like just dangerous for you in general? Aren't they like getting like cancer from the old asbestos like buildings? <laughs> yeah, usually it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd think it wouldn't give you a superpower, but yeah, it was like, okay, she created, uh, you know, I'm just going to, let's keep moving on. <laughs> uh, number five. Ruby Thursday. Ruby Thursday. Part of the Captain America. Ruby Thursday. She has a big round red plastic head and it can extrude up to eight tentacles. Basically, her helmet gives her powers and she can separate her head from her neck, control. I don't know. What will happen to Ruby Wednesday? Nothing. (laughs) What's that restaurant called? What am I thinking of? Popeyes. Something, something. Is it Ruby Tuesdays? What is it? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, if somebody, well, yeah, you can look it up there while you. Or, or am I thinking like TGI Fridays? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah it's Ruby Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday? Yeah, Ruby like, Tuesday. Yeah, you got it. It's almost like a, re- like a restaurant there. I'd rather go to Ruby Tuesdays. It's 270 locations. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four, Dr. Bong. <laughs> <sighs> Not what you're thinking. It's basically he has a big club on his hand that's a big ball, and he just hits people with it. <laughs> no, uh, no flying, no yeah, like he, laser he eyes. He's a regular person. He well, it says he's a genetic engineering genius. And <laughs> you he put a ball on his hand. Yeah, <laughs> and he was able to evolve 
normal animals into semi-human beings. I'm glad they kept some of these out of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Litterbug, number three. Litterbug is a mutant who possesses superhuman strength and a razor-sharp claws. Basically, he's a giant cockroach. <laughs> and then, all right, we got two left here. These two are good. Number two on our list of worst Marvel uh, villains, Marvel characters. Uh, number two, Paste Pot Pete. Yeah, Paste Pot Pete. He changed his name to the Trapster. Not any better. <laughs> um, he basically looks like uh, like he's carrying one of those Ghostbuster guns, and he just shoots paste out of it. That's that's <laughs> it. It's like so horrible costume, horrible power, and then. You know what? Let's go drum roll. Let's find it back here. Number one on our worst Marvel characters. We have Hindsight Lad. <laughs> Hindsight Lad. He says when he's, he's one of the most annoying, annoying Marvel characters. Uh, and basically he has like annoying catchphrases and all that. Um Really, he's just smart, and that's it. <laughs> his his superpower is that he has great hindsight. So he uh, he knows the stuff that he did wrong in the past, and he's going to learn from it. <laughs> 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 I mean, don't we all have that? Oh. You know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my top ten this week. Maybe we'll we'll come up with another top ten next week, and we'll come up with uh, you know different things every every week here. Um, oh yeah, okay, we're kind of running short on time here. I want to share this one story. I was talking about movies, and Deontay, you can look this up if you want. Um, we're talking about um, meeting famous people, and uh, I was just showing you that song. You know, maybe I'll put it on in the background here. That song there. Uh, that's remixed by uh, the Halushi Nation. They used to be called A Tribe Called Red. I'll put it on the back here. So this song. Yeah, they remixed this whole thing, eh? So yeah, so I was uh, listening to this song and I started talking with my wife and I was like, hey, that's from that movie... Uh, you know, Adam Beechin and uh, Ryan Black. And she's like, what movie? And I'm like, um, Dance Me Outside. So we rented Dance Me Outside. And when we were watching it, I, it made me uh, remember something that happened when I was younger. And this is before Adam Beach was uh, famous. Do you know Adam Beach, uh, right, Deontay? Uh, no. No? No. Uh, you ever watch Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, the guy who died, like, right away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember now. Okay. Yeah, that, that was Adam Beach. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so before he was like doing Hollywood movies, you know, like Wind Talkers and all that, he was doing a lot of smaller ones and he did Dance Me Outside. And when that movie came out, my, uh, my dad took me to APTN in Winnipeg. And while we were at APTN, he calls me inside and he says, hey, Jordan, come, come here. I want to introduce you to somebody. So I come in. And this guy in a suit jacket, big smile. And he had this look on his face like he knew, like he was like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm famous, right? And he comes walking to me, hand stretched out, big smile on his face. And my, my dad's like, you know who Ryan Black is? 
And I, you know, just out of respect, I put my hand up and I was like, went to go shake his hand. And I'm like, um, no. (laughs) (laughs) His face went straight and he like just kind of gave me a little dirty look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Little bugger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it took me a minute. I was like maybe nine or ten when that happened. And he's like, he's shaking my hand. And my dad's like, no, you know who Adam Beach is. And he had to explain it. I'm like, no, I don't. And I'm like, he's like, he was on Dance Me Outside. And then just to make things worse, uh, keep in mind, I was like 10, right? I said, oh, you're that actor that went uh, was acting with Adam Beach. I remembered his co-star, not him. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make it any worse. He just gave me a dirty look. And I, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't get the best, um, you know, goodbye. <laughs> even <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> uh, oh, I've, I've uh, done, done things like that a lot. Um, yeah. Is Ryan Black the guy who played in the Res? That um, like 1980, no, 1998 um, TV show? The Res? Yeah. Let's look it up. I don't know. I haven't. There's I, a lot of new movies uh, coming out here. But you know who Ryan Black is, though. Hey, um, Rick? I know who he is. Like, well, I don't know him, but I've heard of him. I wish I knew him. Yeah. And Adam uh, Beach. I remember I was, like, kind of so excited, thinking, um, it's like, oh, maybe Ryan, uh, Adam Beach is here, too. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Do you remember that other yeah, guy? Yeah, see, he did. Oh, yeah, he was. It was in 1995, uh, The Res. And he was on a few other ones, too. The Res, yeah. yeah. Now this dance me outside. Well, I was surprised you remember that. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh, I watched it like a while ago with my uh, mom. Oh, it's a funny show. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to uh, check that out. Yeah. If Ryan Black ever listens to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your uh, autograph? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Can you introduce me to Adam Beach? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's pretty, pretty a lot of movies here that he's been on too. Oh, look at that. Moccasin Flats. I remember they were doing uh, recruiting for that in Edmonton. TP Tales. Oh, lots of stuff. Yeah. Is that a real baby? I'll share some of the, over time, I'll share some of the stories that I've had with uh, encounters. Some of the famous people, right? My dad knows uh, quite a bit of people. Um, There's that one actor too. I'll get the name for next podcast. He was on Shanghai Noon with uh, Jackie Chan. He played one of the First Nations uh, chiefs in that movie, but uh, I'll bring I'll bring those stories too. <laughs> Sam Badger. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is. Sam is my first cousin. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, he's, small world. He's from Misty. Russell is actually his real name. Sam is his nickname. Yeah. 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 My dad's uh, pretty good friends with him too. Okay. We've seen him a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you, if you met my dad, you probably know him too. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. Small world. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, every time I say, oh, I know this person, somebody else is like, oh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else there you want to share, Deontay? Nope. No. Hey, maybe you should share your name and where you're from. Let the people know who our special okay. guest was today. Here, I'll do, I'll do my greatest uh, presentation of Deontay. Okay. Okay. Hi, I am Deontay. Last name is uh, Rushton Reimer. I am from Saskatchewan in Canada, in Saskatoon. Born in uh, born in Saskatoon, but I was raised in Halford. I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> Halford, Ontario? 
Uh, no, Halford. Um, it, it's right off of Radisson. Oh, okay. Blaine Lake. Oh, Blaine Lake. Yeah, yeah Blaine Lake. Yeah. Between Blaine Lake and uh, North Battleford. Yeah. yeah, I've lived there for like more than half my life. Oh, nice. Halford of your life? <laughs> okay. oh, I didn't have my drum roll up <laughs> Also, uh, we don't know about Deontay here He's actually an amazing little artist I had him in uh, art Oh, some of his drawings are amazing there, Rick You gotta see them Okay Yeah, I think I have some of them I'll show you too Cool Yeah And, uh, you know, as always uh, We'll invite some more uh, students in uh, just a heads up for, I guess, even both of you and everybody listening for next week on, what is it, March 9th, I want to say. March 9th. That's Monday, right? I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're always welcome in here, Deontay. <laughs> I'm always in oh, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, March 9th, and probably for us here at uh, Royal, if we do anything for this, it'll be March 9th and 10th, but we have uh, International Women's Day. Oh, yeah. I gave you yeah. that idea. Yeah. And uh, it was actually, everybody's kind of been bringing it to me, too. So we're going to, I'm going to figure out something. We'll do something special next week here. Okay. That sounds maybe, great. Maybe we'll phone uh, Rick's wife here for, for next week. And <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if you'd want her on the mic. That's <laughs> 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 kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that'll be next week. And I was looking into it, too. It's, um, you wear purple for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have their own color, so so be prepared for that. We'll do. Uh, we'll we'll try to do something for International Women's Day. Uh, you know, I'm always pushing for that. Anything you know yeah. for young ladies or women, right? I feel, um, you know, personally, I feel like it's our job as men to you know stand there, protect them, you know, make sure they're safe, and you know, honor them in that way, right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so we'll do something for that next week. Yep. Uh, as always, we'll invite anybody else. If anybody feels like coming in for a podcast, Rick and I got some brand new mics here. Feeling kind of fancy. I've been super <laughs> excited today. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, make sure everybody keeps those masks up. Uh, I'd like to thank Deontay again for coming in today. You know, it's been awesome having you here. Thank you. I'm sure this probably won't be your last time. Or definitely not. Oh yeah, probably gonna <laughs> become our third on the show here. This oh, is yeah. like my my trial. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> we'll get him uh, writing everything for us. Maybe uh, I'll I'll write jokes for him though. <laughs> oh, I, I'm a joke. <laughs> uh, oh, my jokes are horrible. Some most of the time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll just make sure everybody stays safe. Um, if you two have any last words, yeah, just uh, echo your thoughts and uh, you know, cause stay safe out there, people. And uh, we're not through it yet. Uh, let's take care of each other, and we'll uh, talk to you again next week. Okay, my last words would be um, stay safe, self quarantine, and um, keep a neck up for each other. Oh yeah, always make sure that even your friends are taking care of themselves right you yeah anyways this is Deontay signing off (laughs) (laughs) I like that all right thank you Deontay uh with that again I'll just repeat everything that you know well I don't even have to repeat uh stay safe out there we'll see you next week I hope everybody enjoys the week 
And thank you again. Thank you.